Welcome to the Student of Human Moves podcast. Josh Marks here, your host, and I'm really excited. Today, I have PR guru slash maven, Barry Cohen, CEO of Barry Cohen Public Relations, as my very special guest. Barry, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Crazy times that we are all living in, as you know, and um, I thought it would be perfect to have you on, given everything that's going on in the world right now and how much business owners can really use some help as so many of them are out there struggling. So I completely appreciate you taking the time out of your very hectic schedule to join me today. Thank you for having me. It's definitely an interesting time for so many different types of businesses, and I'm happy to share my advice. Thank you so much. So just so everyone knows, and we're going to get into a little bit today about the world of public relations, what's involved, what it means to have a publicist, uh, and specifically now what it means to adapt your PR in a time of crisis. And so with that sort of backdrop in mind, Barry, why don't you give us a little brief background on yourself, maybe tell us where you grew up and how you sort of um, went down this path to become into the world of PR. Sure. So I grew up in New Jersey um, and I've spent most of my time on the East Coast and I started my career in PR with writing. So I always had a passion to write since I was a child and began writing for some online publications and magazines during and after college. And I had the opportunity one summer to have an internship with a family friend, and I was just immediately hooked. I just loved the environment of PR. There was always something happening, always a crisis that needed to be fixed or you know, a situation unfolding, and I just loved getting involved in all of that and meeting people because I'm such a huge connector and communicator. So it was so fun meeting so many different business owners from so many walks of life. And I had the opportunity to work for several firms over the last few years. And about four years ago, I decided it was time to go out on my own. And I started my firm in Philadelphia, where I have very strong family roots and business roots and just love that city. And I started my business and within months I was slammed with clients and it just took off and it was incredible. And over the last few years, it's kind of developed and grown. And now that I have moved to Denver in the last two years, I have a business that's on both coasts and even internationally. So it's really taken off and grown beyond what I ever imagined it would be. That's incredible. That's a true entrepreneurial story right there. Um, let me back up a little bit because that was a lot of great information. Let me, I'm just interested in, in the writing aspect. So you were a writer kind of growing up. What kind of things did you like to write? I always love travel writing. I'm a huge traveler. It's a really big part of my life. And I just always love writing about those experiences. And so I've written for some different blogs and I wanted to make that into a full-time career, but as many people know, writing is just a really, really hard industry to break into. And unfortunately, it's just not really a moneymaker and really hard to live off of that unless you're the select sure. few. Yep. Um, and so I just always had this passion for creative writing and just wanted to find other areas that I could still do that and still be successful. Do you remember uh, sort of when you were first breaking into PR and your internship and some of the other experiences you had? Does a particular client or experience stand out? You don't have to give me the, the client's name or anything like that, but is there an initial experience that you had early on where you said to yourself, wow, this is really 
something I could get into. I could see myself having a, a career and incorporating my writing skills and all my personal uh, experiences and talents into this field? You know, I don't think there's one specific. I think it's more the feeling of seeing my writing turned into something so much more, you know, than just being an article online or in a magazine. I had only thought that's as far as it went. But being able to write these stories and pitches for these clients that I had and seeing it turned into a TV segment and seeing my clients there, I mean, that was just the most incredible thing that I just didn't even know was possible. Um, And then I will say, and I guess it's very timely with today, I did have the opportunity to work on the NFL draft when it was in Philadelphia. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was a mind-blowing experience. (laughs) I, I mean, I've never seen the city like that, the people, the press, it was just amazing. So it's interesting because it seems to me that when you're a writer, a lot of that, a lot of the writing experience is almost, uh, you're almost spending a lot of time in isolation, right? Because it requires you to be focused, sort of have a quiet atmosphere, generate your thoughts, compile your thoughts and and let, let a story evolve. But in PR, just like you're saying, you're actually getting to see the fruition of the written word and it actually becomes a whole experience where now it's be- it's coming to life right in front of you. It really, it really is. is. I mean, I mean, I just didn't, I just know, didn't know what was possible. possible, you know, and, you know, and I guess I, I guess I had not, had not really realized really the amount of the writing, amount of that, writing had gone, that had gone into PR. All, All I had seen was, you know, people, people making phone calls, calls rushing, rushing around, but I didn't, I didn't really realize the amount of writing that I was going to be doing and how impactful it really was. Okay, gotcha. And real quick, let me just stop here for one second. We have a little bit of an echo. Are you on speakerphone by chance? I am, but I think something just happened. I don't know what. Maybe with your internet connection? Yeah. Let me see. Is this any better? Yeah, we have a little bit of an echo going on. So I just wanted to, if there's a way to clear that up, maybe, is that better? Um, I think that's better. Is that better? Okay. Yep, 100% better. Okay, great. Thanks, Barry. So get, tell me 30, the 30-second 30 um, overview of what you did at the NFL draft in Philadelphia because that was, you know, I'm in Philadelphia. That was a huge event for the city. Uh, it generated a lot of great publicity on a national and international scale. The city was um, said by many experts to have done an amazing job in hosting the event. It came off without a hitch. It was one of the top, you know, drafts that the NFL has had in terms of from an entertainment standpoint. So what did you get to do in that? So at that time, I was working for a PR firm who happened to do um, public relations for the city of Philadelphia. And so I was tasked to find different unique angles for stories that we could pitch to local and national media to kind of round out the whole story about Philadelphia and why getting the draft was such an iconic moment for the city. And so from that and then being there, you know, every day at the draft and being in the press tent with all the media, meeting with them, organizing interviews, all of that is kind of what I was doing for months leading up to the draft. That's, that sounds like a real exciting uh, job opportunity. That's very cool. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, so I want to start with a very basic question for you that I think a lot of people probably, including myself, can't really answer because it's hard to pinpoint or define what is 
public relations? What does it mean to be in having a business that engages in PR? So like you said, I mean, most people don't know what it is. And I often get confused with publishing. So most people are like, oh, you publish books. And those are two completely different things. And public relations is such a loaded definition because there's so many things that go into it now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like to say it's more of integrated communications. So it's not just one thing. I mean, it's social media, it's branding, online advertising, media relations, which is the biggest aspect that my business focuses on, which is getting my clients out there in the media. Okay. So it's pro I'm guessing that over the years, the, the industry itself has expanded where at one point, probably when you thought of PR, you thought of hiring someone to get you on TV or get a local newspaper to write a story about you. Whereas now it's evolved to not only include that, but to help brand your entire company, to take over your take over or strategize or form a strategy of a business's social media platform and beyond. Yeah, it's really grown. I mean, I like to say, me personally, I'm a storyteller. So I work with my clients to share their experiences and their stories with the public in various different ways, like you just said. So through social media posting and specific content that's educational and creative or media pitches that really highlight a specific area of their business or even branding to make sure that the whole package is really telling the same story. Okay. And, and I guess um, you have the opportunity to really get creative depending on the client. What, what, where I'm sure there are certain things you do for each client, maybe a, a formula or pattern that you follow to get a certain client uh, an opportunity to get some PR, you're also creative, right? I mean, depending on the client, there's different ways and unique opportunities to get exposure. Yeah, I mean, it's really client specific, I think. But because we've come into such a digital age right now, there are so many more opportunities, especially with online websites and blogs and video that we just didn't have before. So the way we get out information today is so different and just so more widely available and reaches such larger audiences that people can really kind of get out of the box with how they position their clients because there's just so many different ways. So many channels of communication and mm -hmm. access. Right. So so do you come, I'm sure you come across this. What do you say to potential clients who are skeptical, right? And say, well, listen, I have a family business. We're third generation. We have great revenue. Everything has been done by word of mouth for 50 years. Why do we need PR when we've been doing so well just based on our reputation all these years? And we're a longstanding business. I get that question a lot. And I think you know, what I've seen is that it's so great what some of these businesses have done in the past, but there will come a point, and I've seen it, where that word of mouth and the way they've been doing things won't be as effective as it used to be. And you just have to modernize your business to stay relevant. And it's not about changing your values or, you know, changing up your whole business model, but it's about staying relevant and staying visible. And there will come a point where there's another business in your area who's doing the same thing. And if they are using PR or online marketing, 
they're way ahead of you if you haven't been able to transition and kind of step up to the times. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Even businesses that have been, have been around for years and years, their referral sources dry up over time. People that they used to connect with or do business with change yeah. their industry or have life events that takes them out of the industry. And those referral sources dry up. Industries change. Someone else comes in and can do it cheaper, faster, uh, more effectively. And if you're not out there, like you're saying, you can really put a, a business at a disadvantage. It's so true. And I think that can really be a huge mistake for a lot of businesses. If, you know, your thinking is always, well, we've done it this way and that's worked. Well, that's great. And you have such a great foundation, but there are just so many other opportunities to keep growing your business. And I'm sure so many of them have failed because they haven't been able to see that there's just more opportunities to get the word out. And I mean, there, to me, there's no reason why not. There's no reason right. why you shouldn't right. have the opportunity to share your story and let people know who you are, because there might be a community that you're not reaching who could be potential clients that, you know, if you just did a short little video on Instagram, you could be reaching thousands. Right. Exactly. What I th- and I think that's well said, because um, I think a lot of people feel like they're maybe a little reluctant or hesitant to engage in PR or put themselves out there on social media because they don't want it to be seen as either them self-promoting or them being gimmicky in any way. But yeah. the way you put it is it's not, that's, that's not what they're doing. You're telling a story. Every business has a history, has a mission, has a purpose um, of why they do what they do. And if you tell that, then you're not selling to the public, you're not forcing yourself on people, but you're telling the story of what your brand and company is all about. And you're continuing to create these human connections that have supported your business for so long. To me, that's what PR is, is, you know, making human connections. So someone sees you talk about something and they can relate to it and they say, wow, this is the person I want to hire for X, Y, and Z. I mean, it's that easy. And so the value in that is tremendous if you can really see that. Yeah, it's really, you can't even quantify probably what it does for a business in terms of additional revenue. And that kind of led me into my next thought for you, which was, is it, how difficult is it to track results of your efforts? And is that something you keep coming up against continually with clients saying, Hey, Barry, we'd love to hire you. We love the idea, but how do we really track a return on our investment? You know, it's so funny you ask this question because it's something that I talk about a lot with other people in the industry and it's incredibly challenging. You know, there's unfortunately small ways that we can track that. I mean, the first for me, a lot of times is positive feedback that I'm getting from the media. So if they're willing to work with you again, which to me is a huge indicator of, you know, what you can bring to the table. The other, unfortunately, you rely a lot on the client themselves. So, you know, surveys at businesses so people can let you know how they heard about you. So if they heard about you from a radio segment or a TV segment, but that's really hard to track because a lot of times businesses are just too busy to designate someone to be recording that. So, you know, unfortunately, PR is very qualitative instead of quantitative. There are programs that I use that can track analytics like through social media and clicks on articles But beyond that, it's really, really difficult. And so for me, what I found works the best is really setting expectations up front and asking my clients, you know, what do they expect to get out of it? What are their goals? 
for PR. And if we can set those and stay within that, then they get better results and they feel better about it. And it kind of eases them, you know, with making the decision about spending money on something like this. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You probably get more of a, I would think a client can get a feel or you get a sense that business is picking up um, or increasing. Although you, like you said, there are some ways to directly ask customers and track certain um, PR marketing methods, but you, you kind of just get a general sense when things are, are humming along and working well um, based off of various things you try and you, you probably get that feeling when, when a PR campaign is really working well for you. Absolutely. And a lot of times it's my clients who will say to me like, Hey, I just got stopped in the street because someone saw my picture in the newspaper. And I'm like, well, that's great. Uh, right. There you go. <laughs> PR's like, that was the goal, right? That's it. So I mean, it's right. those moments with a lot of other things, but it's, it is a difficult thing. And I think that's where a lot of PR professionals find the challenge of bringing on new clients because it, it is, it is money that business owners have to put out of their pocket and they have to see the value in it. Exactly. Um, I want to ask you a few questions about your firm in particular, but we're going to get to that in a minute. I really want to sort of focus here on the crisis, this, this COVID-19 pandemic that we're all living with right now, because what you'll find, well, first of all, a lot of businesses are struggling. Uh, A lot of businesses are going out of business. Unemployment's at a record high and people are trying to get back to work. People are trying to keep their businesses afloat. And I think you find in, in, periods of history, when there's major economic downturn, you'll often see the first thing that companies do, and I'm probably guilty of it with my business, is, all right, we have to cut the marketing budget. We have to cut the PR budget. That's not where we can put money right now. Um, We can't afford those sort of what we'll call luxury expenses, even though they're really not luxury expenses. They're necessary reinvestment in our business. So um, what do you, how does PR change for companies in a time of crisis. How has your job changed right now? Yeah, I mean, this is such an unprecedented time. You know, we've dealt with other crises before, but nothing like this. And so I do agree with you that a lot of people when something like this happens, marketing is the first thing to go. And what I would say is don't get rid of it completely. Maybe you just need to scale back, but more important than ever, you need to stay in the forefront of what's going on and adjust. And that's what I've been doing with my clients. So as soon as this started to happen, you know, most of my clients are in the healthcare industry. So everyone was really scared, didn't know what to do. And I took it upon myself to say, hey, we can slow down a bit, but we just need to transition how we're telling the story. So let's talk. How are you relevant in everything that's going on? Have you transitioned your business to telemedicine? Are you offering different services you didn't before? How are you communicating with your clientele? So it's all of these things that, you know, in, in a time like this, you kind of have to stop and reevaluate and assess and look at the areas of your business that can be really strong right now. And I know so many of us want to stop, but that's the worst thing you could do because then picking it back up after something like this, it's really, really hard to then transition back into just traditional PR because the story is going to keep going for months after. Right. And you've built all this momentum and now you just cut it off. It's really hard to just pick the ball up again. Yeah. You have to keep moving forward. That's what I say. It's just about changing your messaging, changing how you're framing things, but you just want to keep going. There's really no stopping during this time, even though business may have stopped. 
So when you talk about changing the message, can it be more so positioning the client um, as a resource for their customers? Um, hey, we're here in your time of need. This is what this is what we can do to help you. Not something that would necessarily even cost a customer, but maybe being an information resource, um, something like that. Is that sort of what you're talking about with the, with the new message? Yes, absolutely. You really want to position yourself as a resource in a time like this. So, you know, going away from maybe selling a product or talking about your services, you want to be a support system for your community. And, you know, what that can look like oftentimes is through social media, which is so prevalent right now and so important in a time like this. So supporting other local businesses, you know, recognizing that we're in a crisis, you know, not ignoring the fact of what's going on, but being really sensitive and aware. And then also keeping your own clientele informed. So, you know, whether that's through your website, I, I've seen so many websites that have changed to put up you know, banners or pop-ups that are saying, you know, hey, during this time, this is what we're doing. So that's something you can do that's really easy. And then just having, you know, a page on your website or even on social media that just continues to educate your clientele and your audience about how you are handling the situation. It's a really good time for vulnerability. And I know a lot of businesses stay away from that. But again, kind of going back to the human connection, it's really showing that you're human in all of this too. And that you're struggling like everybody else. And I think that's just uniting people more. That is, and that's such a great point right there, because I think it is everyone's tendency to always say, hey, business is great. Company's doing really well. We're growing every year. But that's just not the truth right now in this economy. So when you can show a weakness or a vulnerability, as you put it, and connect with your customers and say, we're, we're going through a lot of pain, just like you're going through a lot of pain. Maybe you have some information that can help us. And here's the information we have that can help you. It really kind of bonds everybody together. And I think um, customers and clients appreciate that. Yeah. And I think it just shows a lot about a business's character and who they are. And I think it will just support for the future. And it sets you apart so that when business does ramp up again, they'll remember, oh, hey, you know, this particular business was reaching out and, you know, donating food or supporting another localization. They, you know, have a really great heart and we would really want to work with them. It just highlights who you are so much more as a business. And right now that's really all we can do. It's, it's the best way to get, you know, your message out there. You know, it's so funny because sometimes I'll go on, if you check social media, I, it's like cringeworthy when I see like uh, a realtor, post that they just sold like a $5 million mansion in this market. And I'm like, mm, I know you're trying to put your accomplishments out there, but that just <laughs> sort of just doesn't seem like the timing is the greatest to let the world know that you're making these huge multi-million dollar deals when that's certainly not the uh, average everyday person involved in that right now, when most people are struggling. That's a huge mistake to make. I've been seeing it too. And it's really hard to watch because they're just unaware and you just don't want to be that person because it's just not, it's not going to help you in the long run. Right. And we all just need to show a little humility and again, vulnerability, because that's the best thing we can do right now. It's really not about selling products or services. It's about like selling your passion and your heart and connection. Well said. And that's exactly how I feel as well. Um, 
on, along those lines, are there any other, uh, you, you actually just mentioned a couple, but I was just hoping to give the, the listeners a few other quick, maybe action items, steps they could take for their business right now to maybe enhance their PR profile a little bit in a time of crisis that they could reach out to their customers in certain ways and help. Sure. So I think what would be really great for a lot of businesses right now is to start crafting newsletters if they haven't already done that. And that can be put on a website or an email blast to really reach their clientele. But it just keeps everybody informed about, you know, what the business is doing, how they're doing, you know, steps that are being taken during this time. So I think that's a great little tidbit and little snippet of, you know, an insider look of a business right now. And then if, a business does have a publicist, or even if they have an internal marketing team, it's great to continue to try to get some press coverage and to reach out to some local publications to really get some stories about how they're connecting with the community and ways that they've transitioned their businesses. And then the third thing I think is really great, especially because some of some of us, I would say, including me, have a lot more time on their hands than they did before. So now's a really great time to prepare for the future and for what's next. So not just, you know, business development and, you know, how you want to grow your business, but what are we going to keep talking about in the months to come? You know, this crisis will slow down, but how can we still be talking about it and still be relevant as stories continue to be put out there? That's fantastic advice all across the board. And um, something I sort of always wondered, along, you were talking about the newsletter, and we all get so inundated with email blasts and newsletters. Is there anything we can do to sort of cut through all the clutter in someone's inbox to make sure our email is the one that's opened and not just dumped in the trash? Is it a, does it take a catchy headline? Is it, you know, what does it take to sort of get that email opened in this, in a, in a, in this day and age when everyone's getting inundated daily with, with all this email stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think a catchy subject line across the board is super important. I mean, I see that with my pitches. Like, if I don't have something that hooks someone right away, I know my emails are not being opened. So I think having a really catchy, creative subject line that maybe has puns or something a little fun really helps. And then I think the other thing too is, you know, once someone does open your email, I think being visually appealing is really great. So bold colors, bold lettering, you know, not too much text. You know, we all are trying to get to the point quicker nowadays. We don't want to read yes, through that's right. a newsletter that is just tons of words. We want photos, we want graphics to really keep it catchy for people. No one has an attention span anymore, right? They just want to get right <laughs> down to it. No, I mean, they don't. And so that's what I've seen, too, with PR has changed. When you used to write really lengthy pitches, I said maybe a paragraph. And that's what's getting picked up a lot more than writing, you know, pages of stuff. Because people just want to know what, what's the story. Exactly. Let's get down to it. Right. Time is money. Let's just tell me in 30 seconds what I need to know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's the um, – do you have a – sort of dream client that's out there that you have yet to have a chance to work with that you have your eye on? You know, I don't know if there's one specific client, but I just love the healthcare industry. So what I would love is to be the publicist to all of the biggest physicians in the country. Wow. I so, love that. Yeah. That's, that's my dream. I mean, I want to be the publicist to the docs. It's 
not really being done. People are really not targeting this market. Right. And so there's so much opportunity and physicians need the help more than most businesses. They really, really do. They're an untapped potential. I mean, this, the treatments, the services, their own patients that they have to use to profile. I mean, there's just so much opportunity. So I would love one of every type of doctor out there. That's a good goal to aspire to. I like that. I'm sure they're not the easiest. Look, I'm an attorney, so I know attorneys are not the easiest to work with. I'm sure doctors are not the easiest. Plus, they're super busy and never have time to probably take a meeting with you. But maybe that's a good thing. Kind of, they can just <laughs> let you run with it. Yeah, I will say they give you a lot of freedom to kind of do what you need to do. So it's great. And I, I will say you have to work around their crazy schedule. So I take calls sometimes really, really early in the morning before they have to go into surgery. So I have to adjust to that. But, you know, I just, I just love the passion that they have. And there's just so much new material. I think in PR, it's, you know, so hard to find new stories, especially when there are so many of the same businesses and other types of industries, it can get redundant. And you just don't find that in the medical field. There's just so many new things happening all the time. Yeah. And you know, with, with what's going on with this virus and who knows, you know, how long we're all going to be affected by this, but I would think that a doctor that can put out information, people are starving for real information, not necessarily just turning on the TV and looking at whatever the presidential news conference is that day, they can get accurate medical information from a doctor in their community, I would think would really elevate a doctor's profile. It really does. Cause I think people trust doctors, you know, we do just from their title and who they are. And so having a specific sp physician be able to speak to what's going on now, you really trust them. And it's just someone you'd want to probably go to in the future. So again, it's just something now that you can do to build your business for the future. Absolutely. This has been very informative, Barry. I can't thank you enough. I want to, um, before we, you know, cut our time today, I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you. You said you're living out in the Denver area, but I know your, your firm has clients a lot on, on the East Coast and the Philadelphia and surrounding market and all over the country. So are you spending time back, going back and forth? I do. I go back and forth about every two to three months. So that's great. And what makes it easy is everything is remote and digital. So I've been working from home forever. So I can work with clients all over because you really don't need to meet in person like you used to. That's um, although that's lovely. And I think we're all craving that right now. Right. We need we some human interaction. <laughs> we're really excited to get back to lunch meetings. But you know, with PR, because it's all, all digital, I can work anywhere with any client. Okay, that's great. And uh, I know you said you have a niche in the medical wellness space. You do still have a few clients outside that space, um, I take it? I do. Um, I've worked in tech and I've worked in, you know, food, the food industry and you know, finance, I've kind of dabbled in every type of business. Um, and so I'm open to taking on any client that's willing to uh, chat with me. Okay, that's fantastic. And last but not least, let us have your contact information, your, your phone number, your email, your website, so people know how to track you down. Sure. So my website is super easy, barrycohen.com. And if you wanted to give me a call, the best number is 303-900-7505. And by email, it's just barry at barrycohen.com. So all very easy. 
Barry, CEO of Barry Cohen Public Relations, PR master. Thank you for joining us today. This was fantastic. I think, you know, not just in a time of crisis, but obviously PR is something that can benefit every business, uh, no matter what time or what, you know, what the conditions of our economy are. But especially now when things aren't going so well, it's the last thing you want to cut out of your business because you need to stay relevant. You need to stay connected and informed with your, with your clients and customers. So I think we had some great value today to our listeners, and I really appreciate, appreciate having you today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad I got to share, you know, my thoughts and I hope, you know, people listen and use this time to really build their business and seek out PR for the future. All right. And you'll come back again in the future. You'll give us an update on all the famous plastic surgeons you're working with. (laughs) Only if you'll have me again. Of course. (laughs) You have an open invitation, Barry. Thank you again so much. It was fantastic. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks again for checking in on the Student of Human Move podcast. This is Josh Marks. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.